StoryCorps Detroit is supported by the Detroit Historical Society. From Detroit's public radio station, WDET, this is StoryCorps Detroit. We take interviews of Detroiters by Detroiters and share them with you. I'm Sasha Ryan. Here with me today is StoryCorps Detroit producer, Laura Herberg. Hi, Laura. Hi, Sasha. So today you've brought an interview with a young woman who aged out of foster care and is now a college senior. And it's a really touching interview. But before we get to that, because this is our first episode ever, should we do a little background on what StoryCorps is and why we're doing this podcast? Yeah. So StoryCorps is a national nonprofit that celebrates stories of everyday Americans by allowing two people who know and care about each other to interview each other. And with their permission, the interviews are recorded and filed in the American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress. They're also sometimes broadcast. So our listeners may have heard the StoryCorps segments broadcast on WDET Fridays during Morning Edition. Those stories come from all across the country. And one way StoryCorps gets those interviews is by bringing a mobile recording booth to different communities. And right now that booth, or it's kind of it's kind of more like a trailer, it's in Detroit. Yeah, it opens last Thursday on the lawn of the Detroit Institute of Arts. And you got to take a peek, right? Yeah, Morgan Feigelstickles is the site manager for StoryCorps, and he showed me around inside. And here's a clip from that. Whoa! How how is it different? It's darker and more intimate looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of it is that, you know, part of like trying to close out the outside world is to have this kind of intimate space. Some people view it as, you know, like a sacred space for for it, Um, but at least a a safe space for, for talking to each other. So what is inside? Well, you walk in, or you can roll in. It's wheelchair accessible. And first you pass through a little office area with a table and some cabinets. And then you walk down the hallway to the end of the trailer into a small, warmly lit room with a table and two microphones. In this same area in the corner, there's a tiny table for the facilitator who sits in during the interviews. But that's pretty much it. So the booth is going to be parked in Detroit at the DIA until July 28th. Listeners can sign up for interviews at WDET.org while they're still available. What is it, though, about the booth that brings out such powerful stories from people? Well, I asked that very question to one of the StoryCorps staffers, Chelsea Aguilera, and this is what she said. It's pretty magical. It's a magic space uh, where sometimes people walk in and they don't say a word until the recording starts. And then they open up and uh, it's amazing what what people have to say when they're really given the space. Also, my favorite moment is probably when I turn off the recording and people take an exhale and they just relax. And that's when I feel like a lot of conversations begin. So I think that this conversation, while it's recorded, is really just the start of things for a lot of people. Okay, so I think I'm ready to hear our first story. So give us a little background. All right, so... Interviews began this past Thursday in the mobile booth at the DIA, and this is from the very first one recorded there. 
It's between Jennifer Smith and one of her mentees, a young woman named Ruletta Street. So Smith is the founder of Closing the Gap, a nonprofit that helps students enter and make their way through college. She was working a college fair when she met Street, who was then a senior in high school, but who is now about to be a senior at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So Smith, the mentor, is the first voice we hear. Sometimes, you know, when I'm talking to you and you kind of describe like how you were and what was going on um, with you prior to us meeting, like I'm always shocked. Right. So like kind of like like let's just reflect on this moment as we move ahead and just like let's go back there. So how far do you want to go back? So let's go back to let's go back to like age 10. Okay, so when I was 10, you know, I lived with my grandmother in Hamtramck. Um, I don't want to go too far into details, but, you know, it wasn't that great of a situation. Um, She didn't really have the means to take care of me, you know, it was a neglectful and abusive situation. So eventually... Uh, my mother came home from prison when I was 12, and she came home, kind of the same thing, and then I went back with my aunt and started going to school. Um, and then I attended, like, five different high schools since then because I had entered the foster care system, and then when you move from group home to group home or from shelter to group home, you basically change schools for that reason. So you caught me at a time. Um, I was just trying to get it done. I didn't have the best GPA, but... I worked hard for the one I had. But when I met you, I absolutely knew that you were not reflective of that GPA, right? So well, here's what I remember. And this had to be like February of your graduation year. And I remember you saying, hey, I want to graduate and I want to go to college. Just seeing you now and hearing you. Oh, my. You are so beautiful and so strong. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you. And I just remember your freshman year. And after we had moved you in and gone to orientation, and we were excited about this new opportunity. But I just remember you being kind of two months in. And you were really struggling with living in the dorm. Actually, if we backtrack, my senior year, I was at the secure group home. I was in the low security area. And so it was similar to a college campus. We didn't have any outside interaction. You know, it was just us. We used to um, get locked in our rooms at night and we would have to actually use the restroom and our showers were timed. And, it, you know, so actually... This is, like, funny, though. I used to still time myself at school in the showers. And, like, if I didn't make the time, like, I would just kind of get anxious. And then... Because you had to be out of the shower at a certain time yeah. when you were in residential. Yeah, and, like, one of one of your other mentees, James, you know, and he asked me one day, like, why do you take your showers so fast? And I was just like... Because I have to. But after he said that and I thought about it, like, I'd be in the shower for, like, 30 minutes at a time. Because I feel like I didn't I didn't have the ability to do it before. And people always ask me now, why do you take showers so long? Because I, didn't, I wasn't able to before. You're a senior in college. 
So tell me about some of the experiences at college that made you happy. Like, this is the right place to be. Sometimes I do feel a little envious to people that have their families or grew up with their families or two-parent homes. But, you know, attending the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, which is an HBCU, Historically Black College University, a lot of those people are family-oriented. And so a lot of people around me, they, you know, they always are telling me about their family stories, their family trips and all that stuff. And at first I kind of just felt like I don't want to hear this. I don't, you know, but over time... I started to appreciate it more because even if I didn't have it, just to hear someone else talk about it um, was helpful to me because I can imagine, you know, their happy moments. So I want to show you a picture. And I would like when you see the picture, I would like for you to look at that person in the picture. And. Take a moment to reflect on all of the things that um, you might have been thinking in that moment. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> and what would you say to that person now? Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not want to cry. <laughs> so this is a picture of us, the group, the University of Arkansas group. <laughs> uh, Pine Bluff group during orientation. So it was the three of us. That was your first time on a plane, right? It was. First time on a plane. I would tell her <laughs> that you're okay, that you can do it. <laughs> you're much better than everything people said that you were. You know what? I will also tell her that, honey, that outfit is not it. <laughs> that is not it. That black purse did not match. That was Closing the Gap founder Jennifer Smith and her mentee, Ruletta Street. They were recorded by StoryCorps at the Detroit Institute of Arts. Thank you for bringing us that story, Laura. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely my pleasure. What two just amazing human beings. It's an amazing story just to imagine motivating students to to change their lives in that way. Yeah. You know, with every interview that we do, they actually talk much longer than we're usually able to broadcast or podcast. So the whole conversation was about 40 minutes. And in listening to it, I got to hear a lot more about Jennifer Smith's nonprofit, Closing the Gap. And it seems like they're doing some really amazing things with um, students who have college aspirations here in Detroit. And if listeners want to find out more information about that nonprofit, they can do so by going to our website. Yeah, I'll include a link to the Closing the Gap page, as well as a photo of Ruletta Street and Jennifer Smith at WDET.org. I'm Sasha Ryan, and that's it for the first episode of StoryCorps Detroit. Thanks for joining us. We'll have more next week. This podcast is a production of WDET, Detroit's public radio station. This episode was produced by Laura Herberg with help from Sam Bobian. Our music is by Will Sessions. If you want to make sure that you hear the next episode, you can subscribe on iTunes. There you can also leave a review, which lets people know that we exist. For more information about StoryCorps' visit to Detroit, go to WDET.org slash StoryCorps with core spelled C-O-R-P-S. 
StoryCorps Detroit is supported by the Detroit Historical Society.